Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically lay out your WordPress website or store in minutes. Seriously. From there, you can customize your design, pick your brand colors and add blocks, no custom theme or coding required. You'll get content suggestions that you can keep or revise. And with Yoast SEO built in, we automatically help you get found in search engines. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins to an AI-powered help bot, our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. That's bluehost.com slash wondersuite. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Before we get started, I would like to thank Chris Mancuso from The Sesh Podcast for having me on his show recently. Chris is an up-and-coming podcaster who is absolutely killing the game right now. On The Sesh with Chris Mancuso, you can expect to hear a fact-based podcast with huge guests from the television, radio, music, and sporting worlds. If you want to catch the episode with yours truly, visit The Sesh with Chris Mancuso, that is Sesh spelled S-E-S-H, podcast page on Apple iTunes, iHeartRadio, Spotify, or Google Podcasts, and click on episode number 19. That is The Sesh with Chris Mancuso, episode number 19. You can check out our episode together. And if you're looking for some more fun content, Chris is heading up the Seltzer King Tournament of Champions on Twitter, where he reviews the biggest seltzers in the game in a one-on-one tournament. So who will reign supreme? Follow Chris on Twitter at cmancuso9797 to find out. Now on with today's episode. What's up, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls around the world? I would like to welcome you back to the Real Talk with Zuby podcast. On today's episode, we have got on a comedian and entrepreneur. She is very well known around the internet, and this is Miss Nicole Arbor. Welcome to the show. Hi. Wow, you you're, like, you're like a late night jazz host. Your voice is amazing. <laughs> Look at you go. Oh, yeah, wow. that's, that's cool. Is that like the Saudi uh, English remix of a voice? Is that how you Oh, get well, that? like my accent, you mean? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I grew up in Saudi Arabia. Um, most of my teachers and stuff were American. I grew up surrounded okay. by Americans and then I'm British by nationality. I went back to the UK for boarding school and university and I've been in the UK on and off now for like 20 years. So my, my accent's just some weird, weird hybrid you're, thing. You're a remix. Yeah. <laughs> remix. We'll, we'll go with that. Yeah. So everyone remix. in the UK thinks I'm American. Most Americans also think I'm American. Some people think I'm Canadian, but yeah, I'm just me. You're welcome. If they think you're Canadian, they think you're really nice, almost a pushover. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. So I've done, a, I've done a really brief intro there, Nicole. So tell the people a little bit about who you are and what you do. Hi, my name is Nicole Arbor. I'm competing. I'm just kidding. Uh, I'm a comedian. <laughs> yeah. I, okay. I was doing whatever. I was in a pageant for a second. Yeah. Uh, I've been a comedian for most of my adult life. Started in stand-up and transitioned over into the internet world via YouTube first Mm -hmm. uh, after being recruited to be a YouTuber. Uh, I was in a car accident in 2008, so I was completely disabled for most of my 20s. And then I couldn't do stand-up at the time with head injuries and different things, but I could hold a camera in front of my Mm -hmm. face. So I transitioned into the online comedy stuff, which was awesome. You know, transition's a bit of a dangerous word right now. True, say, not that kind of transition. Okay. No, I'm taking back that word. They can't just steal whatever they want. <laughs> no, take okay. a f- rainbow, taking transition, taking all these words, just pronouns, making sh- 
stuff. No, F that. <laughs> yeah, no. Okay. 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 Well, I transitioned into my new version of the same career. Uh-huh. And it was awesome because I ended up, uh, you know, helping with the beta testing for Facebook and working closely with Facebook on awesome projects, speaking on panels on behalf of Google, YouTube, Facebook, different apps, helping develop them. And now working with brands globally, helping awesome. them develop different campaigns for social media advertising and going viral because I apparently am very good at it. Yeah, you've done it a couple of times. I think um, when, I, when I first came across now. you. <laughs> yeah, over 80 videos. Wow. So okay. have gone super viral. So it's, yeah. it's pretty dope. So you, you've really been through the, the internet machine. And I want to yeah. say like people tried to cancel you before canceling people was really a thing. Like yeah, you were, you were sort of on. You were sort of on the cusp of that. You were like the the guinea pig. <laughs> uh, you know, I said to Candace Owens the other day that I, I can't claim that I was first because I was definitely Monica Lewinsky, okay. and she was the first one canceled. But then I realized last night or the night before that Monica. Only difference between Monica Lewinsky and Kim Kardashian is Kim leaned into it. She didn't apologize. It's true. Tell me, yeah. find the lie. You know what I mean? If this happened again and there was a girl who hooked up with a president, I think she'd be a celebrity. I don't think she'd be canceled. I think she'd have her own show. She'd have a hit podcast. And I don't know. Stormy Daniels. I don't know. I don't know all the yeah, details. She's but. a different kind of, <laughs> you know. Was different. It was different. It was different. She was already featured dancing. It was a different, yeah. it wasn't the launch. That, yeah, they've tried to cancel me so many times and it pisses them off that it doesn't work, but it's never going to work. So mm. I'm five years into that and I can't even keep up in an awesome way with all the offers, all the projects. My life is so great. <laughs> That's awesome. No, I'm, I'm glad to hear, you know, I like to hear Thanks. positive things that are happening for people. I'm, I tell people, look, I don't have like a, I don't have a hater bone in my body and I don't have like a hateful bone in my body. And it's weird being online and being on keep social media. Bone. I'm sorry. What's that? Sorry. Never mind. <laughs> Nicole. <laughs> you said bone in your body. My brain, it just goes. Good grief. It's back now. It's um, back. <laughs> Um, yeah, so we've noticed. Um, it's good thing I can't blush. Um, what was I saying? I was saying that, uh, yeah, but it's crazy. You know, we, we live in this weird social media era and the internet era. And I think people forget how, how new it all is. Like, it's yeah. new and it's cool. You can reach all these people and everything, but you also realize like, you know, there's people out there who really don't like you, like, like really or at least they think they don't, you know, See, <laughs> it's, like, it's like you haven't met that. these people, but yeah, go ahead. I, sometimes I meet them in public. It's happened okay. to me a bunch okay. where uh, I meet haters in public and they'll mm. be like, I didn't like that video. And I'm like, all right. And they're like, well, you're pretty cool. I'm like, I know. <laughs> and they're like, but I didn't like that one. I'm like, all right, you're allowed to. Yeah. It's, that's fine. I don't yeah, have yeah. to change me to make you like me because that's fake. That's mm. being fake. And mm. it's kind of crazy how in society we've embraced being liars and yes. changing who we are and the narcissism that comes with that to get mm-hmm. appeal from the mass audiences mm-hmm. and the sociopathic tendencies of most internet personalities would blow your mind. When I go to these, yeah. I don't go anymore, but when I went to these conferences, whew, these people, man, they're a different breed and they're scary. Yeah. <laughs> They'll do anything to get views and comments and. It's crazy. You know, it's like we're in this huge psychological experiment right now. And I think, I don't think human nature has, I don't think human nature has changed much for like millennia. I really don't think it has. I think technology has improved and we're more interconnected and you can see things and things manifest differently, but those same sort of like core things in human beings, like whether it's envy, jealousy, anger, logical thinking totally illogical it's all still there and it's all just on display now um it's very bright yeah, yeah. <laughs> i like that I, I personally get a big kick out of the fake mother teresa's like our fake. oh yeah yeah that that's a genre now like you can be like pro lgbt <laughs> and that's your personality now you mm-hmm. can be pro trump that's a personality anti-trump's a personality oh yeah feminist is a personality or a replacement for mm-hmm. one these people think mm-hmm. and then there's activist an oh, activist yeah. has become a celebrity personality. You can get famous mm-hmm. for saying you're against things. That's yeah. messed up. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's very interesting. I think it's interesting when people define themselves by what they oppose. Rather that's than, so weird. Yeah, rather than like what they, 
support or what they sort of do or really believe. It's weird. You have like a lot of people, like you were just saying, like just anti, I'm anti this or I'm anti that or even with some of the pro side of stuff, like I'm, I'm pro, might sound cliche or whatever. I'm, I'm, clo- I'm pro human. You know what I mean? Yay, like, people. I don't, I don't need to narrow it down. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not gonna, I'm not pro black, right? Yeah. I'm not like pro men. Yeah. I'm you not- can't even blush. How would you be pro black? <laughs> I guess that's part of white privilege, right? Being able to blush. Oh, maybe so. Maybe so. Oh, um, man. I'm not pro. Yeah. I don't know. It's just weird. Like when someone says like they're pro LGBT, I'm kind of like, what do you, what do you mean? Maybe, yeah. if, maybe if you say that in, you know, I grew up in Saudi Arabia. So maybe if you like say it there, then it's like, okay, I get what you mean. Mm. But if you already live in the UK or US or Canada or something. Yeah, I'm most like, people are. Okay. Yeah. Most people are just, yeah, we like people, you know, it's not, it's not that, it's not that segregated. I don't know. Yeah. I, just, I find I it kind of people make issues, right? Yeah, exactly. And it makes stuff was, more complicated. Yeah. I was in uh, multiple pride parades. I was in the world pride parade in Toronto a couple of years back on a float, had a mic. It was a blast. It was so great. And millions of people were there yeah. and there was not a single person that was opposing what was going on. And yeah. I really, I just haven't seen it. And I don't believe that there's so much hatred towards people, especially in North America or in mm. the UK as we pretend there is. No. I think we make up issues oh, and then gosh, we run with them. Yeah. yeah, massively. There's a lot of people now who wish they were still living in the civil rights era. I think they're kind of mad they missed it. You know, like they, <laughs> they, they want to be like those, you know, they see the people marching in the 60s and, you know, the feminists yeah. fighting for their rights and, you know, black people fighting their And then it's like 2019 or 2020 and they kind of want to do the same thing. But it's yeah. sort of already, you know, there might be, st- you know, there's still little issues here and there. But generally. I feel like little kids throwing tantrums. I'm like, okay, here's your juice box. Good job, Martin. <laughs> We don't, we didn't need that, but thank you for coming out. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't, it's silly. And did you see that feminists, feminists pushed for this, the equality in armed forces, and now women can be drafted in America. This oh, was really? New. A couple days oh. ago, this came oh, no, out. I, I, didn't I was like, that. way to go, biznatches, way to go. Good, That's brilliant. To, go. To, be, to be honest, I, I, su- I support that. <laughs> I have said, I hope this doesn't go against your wording here. Uh, yeah. I think if you own a pussy hat, you can be drafted. That's oh, okay. how that, that should be the, yeah. The line. Yeah. Cause come on. Some girls are tiny little frail yeah. babies that I would use for cheerleading to throw. They're yeah, not gonna I be don't gay. think women should really like be, I don't want to say, I need to, I need to word myself carefully now. Right. Not shouldn't be. Not me. No, no. Like I don't, I mean, I don't think women should be in like frontline combat for the most part. Maybe there's, there's probably, you know, like there's a couple GI Janes out there who are, you know, going to be like some super rare exception. Yeah. But generally. Unless it's, it's other girls too. Idea. You're against girls against girls and you're just saying mean things. Cause that actually hurts us more <laughs> than physical stuff. Right. Yeah. Just like, you don't even look cute. Your new highlights oh, are you know, Ooh. like take actually, that'd down. be good. That'd be great. That'd be yeah. funny. Country versus country. Yeah. Maybe you said, maybe you send them out first. And if like stuff doesn't get settled, then you, you know, you I've escalate. always said we should drop bombs of strippers in Middle Eastern places and distract <laughs> them. You know, like that's what would actually scare them. They'd be like, I'm not going to go to heaven. Yeah. I think it would just keep them busy and distracted. <laughs> that works too. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Same thing for puppy videos, drop puppies and strippers and then distract them. I don't know why they don't hire us, Zuby. Yeah, Nicole. I know. You need to get, get you some foreign policy job. You're welcome. I'll do good. it. <laughs> so, so let's, uh, let's, go, let's go back a little bit. Um, I want to find out more about your own life story, right? You know, everyone, especially with the internet, people see where people are now and what people yeah. are doing now. But oftentimes you miss the whole sort of backstory. So tell us like a little bit more about your kind of life and growing up and what took you along this whole route? Along the way. Um, I'm from Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. It's a steel town. It's kind of the Canadian equivalent of Detroit. And we have two steel factories, a lot of blue collar guys, a lot of blue collar women, hardworking people. Mm -hmm. That's how I grew up is no entertainment in my family. That's, that wasn't a thing. Okay. (laughs) But uh, yeah, a lot of people are like, oh, you're from some privileged entertainment family. I'm like, Nah, my my dad put in windows. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no. Um, and I was always in like dancing and acting and that kind of stuff as a kid. Ended up one of those star search type of kids on the Canadian version of those shows and in musicals, like with Don Yasmin, stuff like that. And then 
as I went to college, it was, oh, of course, heavy in the cheerleading. Of course. Of course. And then, yeah, well, go team. <laughs> and then when it came to college, I got into different universities for political science because I had actually been junior prime minister of Canada my okay. final year of high school. It was a weird program and I got voted in and I worked for the federal government. Mm -hmm. And then uh, I was supposed to go political science, acting or dancing. And I had scholarships across the board. And I found my friend's college book that had a course on comedy and a light bulb just went off. And I was like, I'm supposed to do this. And okay. that my parents said, no, you're not. You're going to go take one of these scholarships. <laughs> and I was like, no, I'm going to do this. And I've told this story before, but I basically made a bet with my parents. They said, I'm not funny. I'm like, I think I am. Uh, I made a bet with my parents to go to the program, audition. And these are the people that started SCTV that was turned into SNL. Mm -hmm. And if they liked me, I was allowed to do it or if I made it. And I got a scholarship. So then okay. two weeks later, I was doing stand-up. And it just went from there. And I ended up getting into the advertising world because they kept buying lines from me where I would be brought into a campaign to host a giant music tour as the comedian host and I'd be like this is your ad campaign you sound like old men trying to talk to teens this is like awkward I'm not saying this okay. and then they'd buy my stuff from me and then I got into the the internet world which is so much fun I just love social media and I love everything about it and this, okay. this whole world is great awesome and the internet thing you said that happened after you had an, you had a serious accident somewhere. You know, I, I totally yeah. skipped that part. Yeah, I was going to wow, say. Yeah. That, yeah, in 2008, I was in a car accident. It was so weird. It was like a final destination kind of thing happening because mm. I had a weird feeling all day. And I went to do a stand-up show that I was booked at and I had a weird feeling there. And I had a weird feeling leaving and I went to go do karaoke with my buddy just to like shake off this like gross feeling I had. And as I was getting out of the taxi, we got rear-ended. Oh, wow. So I was halfway to the car. My back was twisted. My head hit the doorframe a bunch of times. I ended up blacking out. Yeah. And that was 2008. And I kept thinking I would get better, mm -hmm. but I kept getting worse until I was put on disability. Yeah. I couldn't work. Most, I'd say most of my 20s were spent in bed. Yeah. And it wasn't like a still walking around having a great life. It was wake up take medication just so I could try and lay down mm -hmm. and not shake all day like I had Parkinson's and then go back to bed and do it every single day for most yeah. of my 20s. Yikes. Yeah. For yeah. If that was, when I look at it, it was the better part of seven or eight years that I was wow. just in insane chronic pain, mostly nerve damage that goes all the way through your body. Mm -hmm. A lot of people know like if you hurt your neck, that means your hands don't work because yeah. the nerves go through there. Yeah, so yeah. I would have a claw couldn't do most activities. I couldn't dance. I couldn't do comedy. I couldn't do 99.9% .9 of things that I used yeah. to do. And I just sat there getting really upset and depressed. Yeah. And it wasn't until I got the disability certificate that said, I am disabled for life. That's it. The government's giving you money. You don't have to worry anymore. Mm -hmm. 600 bucks a month, by the way. It's not, it's not wonderful, beautiful. Not amazing, but yeah. 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 Uh, once you pay rent, you're kind of, you know, yeah, not much, um, yeah. Yeah, it was when I got that certificate that I went, nope, this is not mm. my life. Mm. And I always say I heard Denzel Washington in my head say, <laughs> I did, I swear. He was like, it's not time to give up. It's time to get up. And okay. I just had this anger. Like I was just so mad that this was my life. And then I had listened to all these doctors who told me I wouldn't get better. And then I took all these drugs when I knew they weren't good for me. Mm -hmm. And I, I had a moment where I threw out all the prescription drugs. And I know you're not supposed to go cold turkey. I weaned myself off the one, but I just threw them all out. And mm. I started doing holistic approaches. I did nerve block injections. I tons of meditation, switched to a completely alkaline diet, started working out whether I could or not, like started with a band. Just yeah, this, yeah. And then worked up to a little bit more and a little bit more. And then eventually, uh, actually in, I think it was March of 2015 I took myself off disability or May and then by September I was the most viral comedian in history just wow. by deciding I was like if I still have this coming in then I have I have a, a little net so I'm mm -hmm. getting rid of my net and I'm gonna fly no matter what or I'm gonna fall let's go and wow. then, yeah and then suddenly my name was everywhere in the press and I was performing at the Royal Palace in London Nice. people didn't know I couldn't walk a couple months earlier. I <laughs> get myself up. It was crazy. 
Yeah. And yeah. so when did you when did you start doing the stuff on YouTube? Was that as soon as you got better? Is, was that in between this or is this after? Or It was, there's a crossover okay. because I couldn't do anything else. Yeah, and yeah. a producer I had worked with in Canada, I used to be on our version of MTV for years, kind of like as a host, mm-hmm. called me and said, I work with YouTube now with YouTubers and we think you'd be a great YouTuber. And I was like, what the heck's a YouTuber? Mm. So they flew me out to LA and I went to YouTube headquarters and to this agency. It was in uh, MCN at the time and they taught me how to do it, but they wanted me to be this like cheesy YouTuber. It was Uh killing my soul. They had me at all these different events and they wanted me to do this thing. And I'm like, I'm a comedian. Like I I can't. So the second that actually I went to Kevin Hart standup show, this is what like really flipped the switch for me is I looked at the stadium full of people and I looked at him just killing it. And I was mm. like, uh, there's nothing here that I can't do. Yeah. Like not even in a boasty way. I'm just like, I can do this. I can yeah, do yeah. exactly what he's doing. Yeah. So how can I do it? And then the next day I made my plan of how I'm going to release my videos. Mm-hmm. And I did them kind of like how I would do stand up straight to camera. And then mm-hmm. it went from there. Okay. And yeah. We, we cannot, we cannot talk to Nicole Arbor without talking about some of these videos. Cause, okay, great. Yeah, because <laughs> uh, I think a lot, some of these videos, I, I, I definitely, I'm trying to think of when I first, when I first heard about you. I wanna, I wanna say that, <laughs> I want to say that it was the, um, what was it? it was the the fat, the dear fat people one. When, dear fat people. Dear fat people. I want to say that I saw, I think I saw the reactions to the video. Mm-hmm. I think I saw many of them before I saw the actual video. Right. And I was like, a lot of people did. And, and I was like, okay, I'm, I, I'm natu- I'm naturally quite skeptical. And I'm, I'm not <laughs> like, a, I'm not someone who just takes things at face value and is like, you know, watches some news channel or commentators or whatever. And it's just like, oh, okay. Like I get my narrative from there. I'm like, no, I want to see like what really is going on here. And it, cause a lot of stuff seemed like a huge overreaction to me. I'm not like a super sensitive yeah. easily easily offended person you know so I was just <laughs> I've like, okay, I, yeah i was like i think people are being a little and then i saw the actual video and i was like okay like i can understand why yeah. a certain type of person would rage at this yeah fat but, people who want excuses yeah yeah but like the actual video itself i was like fair enough like, <laughs> you know you know what i mean it was Show like me the lie. Show yeah, me yeah, the lie. yeah i was like i was like fair yeah. enough it was you know it was like she's not you know um, and obviously it was humorous, but tell, tell us a little bit about the whole reaction to that. Cause I mean, you, you Gosh, did, funny. you did really, they did really try to drag you through the mud. So here, here's an interesting thing. Okay. I had YouTubers warn me. They're like, you're growing too fast. Cause I had, uh, I think three super viral videos before I put that one out in mm-hmm. a row. Cause I had a plan and I, I know marketing and I spun myself the same way I would release a new product okay. with, a, with an agency. Working How much with. of this did you see coming then? All of it. Okay. All right. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Like I had posted a photo of Babe Ruth pointing to the outfield the day before I put out Dear Fat People. Yeah. Just so nobody could say it was an accident. Yeah, yeah. And I just, I just, I just knew I'm like, here are the topics we need to talk about, but we're not talking about because we want to lie to ourselves because it's convenient. Mm. So let's just tell the truth about Instagram models right now. They're okay. like modeling agents, uh, modeling industry at first. That was my first viral one because uh, they're working for free and they're mm-hmm. taking bikinis as payment. Mm-hmm. So why would a brand pay you when they know you're going to do it for free? Because yep. you're trying to get internet taps. So it doesn't make sense. That can't pay your bills. So mm-hmm. now you're all sucking D on the side. Sorry to your I audience. Bet, I bet people like this one though. Oh, it went crazy viral. Yeah. So that was the first super viral one. And <laughs> oh. then I did two more after that that were already yeah. super viral. And YouTubers, I mean like big YouTube players, told me I'm growing too fast. Be quiet. They're like, oh, really? no. Yeah. They're like, you've, we've been here for all these years. You're oh, not wow. part of our club. You have to earn your way in. Mm-hmm. And you're getting all this press. You, you stop doing interviews. And I was like, mm, nah. I spent like 10 years in bed. I'm going to do whatever the hell I want. Yeah, yeah. And do you think, do you think like, that's right? Do you think that's what sort of, was that what, did you always have that in you? Or do you think that spending that much time sick and, you know, disabled essentially and just in bed, did yeah. that just give you a, you know what, like I'm coming out guns blazing? Like, well, yeah, because yeah. two parts. One, I made a deal with God when I was going to commit suicide because the pain wasn't going away and I was told it wouldn't go away. Mm. Like I, planned it 
it wasn't like a, I was going to kill myself being a teenager, just typing it for attention. I had it mapped out. How will this least affect my family and friends? Yeah. It's, it was a physical pain level that I would never wish on anyone, no matter what they did to me Yeah. every day. And I made a deal with God. And I was like, if you let me come back, I promise I'll bring as many people as I can with me. And then I'll tell the truth. Because what I see in the world is that people are sad, depressed, on drugs, unhappy, in unhappy marriages, all of it, because they lie. They lie to themselves and they lie to each other. So I'm just going to go tell the truth and see what happens. So that was my main thing. I'm like, I'm going to go tell the truth. And I don't care if you don't like the truth because it is the truth. So whatever. It's not even an opinion. If you eat too many calories and you're eating garbage food, you become fat. Mm. I don't care what anyone thinks about that. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I just went at it that way. Like, I'm going to tell the truth about everything. That's it. Mm. I'm going for it. Mm. And that was the way. But those YouTubers told me to slow down. And they're like, we're going to take you down if you don't slow down. <laughs> and I was like, yeah. So right before Dear Fat People, I had one more person warn me. And they're okay. like, if you do this, we're going to all make hate videos about you and end you and cancel you. Well, if you do and what? I, if you put out that video? Or, if you put out one more hit in a row, oh, okay. you are not, you're not of our echelon. I'm like, mm. shut up, YouTubers. Yeah. Like I, every single comedian I know would eat you guys in the live audience. Yeah, so yeah. just be quiet. You just happen to pick up cameras first. Uh, yeah. So I was like, okay. So I actually uh, messaged it. Uh, to Tyler Oakley on purpose from a fake email account to okay. piss him off and be like, oh my God, did you see this? I'm so offended. Oh, he gosh. took the bait. Okay. He blasted my video out for me. Yeah, yeah. All of them got emails from me pretending mm. I was somebody else. Okay. I'm so offended. Look at this. I can't believe it. Oh, and God. they just took the bait and blew up my video for me. You, you got brought on to, I saw the thing on The View. Yeah, that was, that was ridiculous. That was, that was, <laughs> that was, that was intense. I was like, who, boy? They I've are. talked about that a bunch of times. Yeah. All those YouTubers tried to cancel me. Agencies yeah. actually put out, because uh, it's all a money game. This is what people don't realize about yeah, the yeah, internet yeah. is it's money. Mm-hmm. So if they comment on my video and my video is trending, they're going to make money. Yes. So the agencies actually put out uh, messages to all the YouTubers, make videos about Nicole Arbor, hate videos will go far faster <laughs> because they make money on it. Yeah. And that's what they did. And yeah. it didn't work. So it was funny. Um, I was like, thank you. You blew up my videos. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So that was that. But then the view, I've talked about this so many times. Like it of was course, ridiculous. Yeah. They lied about it. Mm-hmm. They told me I was coming on to talk about women in comedy and how there's a double standard. Um, <laughs> yeah. Which is, it's so cowardly of them because it I is. dare them to sit with me now. I dare them to. Mm. I was barely able to stand and walk at that point. I was just coming back to life had these videos that were crushing. So I had to go do the press and had no publicist with me. I was by myself at Mm. the studio. Totally totally outnumbered too. That's the thing with these, with these programs. Like like, at least do like a one-on-one or something. (laughs) Or at least let me finish a sentence. Oh yeah. You know, like like, what's what's the point of having someone on if you're not going to let them speak? Yeah. And the driver actually from the show warned me before I went in. He's like, you're too nice. You're a nice person. I've been driving with you for a couple hours now. I don't think you should go in there. And wow. I was like, what? He's like, they're not nice people. He's wow. like, Rosie, I drove Rosie uh, every day uh, for years and she would leave there crying because they're such nasty women and just bad human beings. He's like, wow. you're too nice. They're going to try and hurt you. And I was like, I'm okay. Don't worry. I'm talking about comedy. Mm-hmm. No, I didn't know anything. I get in my dressing room. I see on the, the screen in my dressing room, Sorry, Nicole. Is you, sorry, Nicole. The, the, the mic on your thing, I think it's like rubbing against something. Is it hitting my hair? Oh, maybe there that's what it is. Oh, okay, oh cool. gosh. I should, have, I should have said that like 10 minutes is ago. Is that way so, better? Yeah, it's so much clearer. Yay. Okay, cool. <laughs> okay. Sorry, um, friend. No, no. <laughs> yeah. So that's I okay. saw basically that they were going to roast me. I saw them prepping the screens of what they were going to show. Mm. I saw how they strategically edited my video, mm-hmm. took out all jokes, edited all the things that could be seen as just nasty together yeah. as if yeah. it's the same clip. And I was like, these a-holes. All right. They want me to go <laughs> crazy. I'm going to go here and yeah. make them look nuts for screaming. And I wore a dress that had a skeleton on it on purpose to troll them. Yep. They didn't even notice. And, uh, yeah, I, every time I made their audience laugh, they cut it as cut if it. I was swearing. Yeah. 
Yeah. And and so I mean, what do what have you what did you learn from all of this? You know, the the whole process. You know, like all of the all of the backlash and all of the anyone who's any kind of online personality deals with yeah. some level of it. But I think you you were kind of like early in terms of like if what happened to you happened to someone sort of now or in 2019 or whatever, it would be like, okay, this is a little bit more expected. Yeah. But I think like that was sort of one of the, not, not the first, but it was like one of the first times. I think like, it, so, it was one of the first ones. Yeah, yeah. So many people had just kind of like piled on. Yeah. The, the social justice mob wasn't really a thing at that time. Yeah. It wasn't so strong, but it was just like, oh, wow. Like, okay, they are really, really gunning for this girl right here. Imagine how upset they are. Like, I'm killing it. I will, <laughs> I will very literally be in Forbes this year for my different projects. Nice. Uh, I will take that cover. I've always said, I don't want the cover of Cosmo talking about how I can suck a good, you know what, all my sex tips. That to me is yeah. not something to be proud of. Uh, I want to be on the cover of Forbes. Mm. I, I want fast company. Those are my goals and I'm going to have them. So yeah. social justice warriors, I just want you guys to know you don't work. You don't matter. Mm. You as human beings matter. So act like it. Do something that's creative in the world. Trying to destroy people constantly isn't it. And my biggest lesson was that, and this is to me the sword I'll die on. Yeah. The press lie. They're oh, liars. Oh yeah. They're just liars. <laughs> I grew up thinking that they were like the good guys and like who... I looked at them like they were Batman. I've said this before. Like I thought the media and reporters were good people and should be edified and they're trash and they don't care who they hurt. They don't care if it's the truth or not. In fact, they mostly say not the truth Yeah, yeah. just because they need extra clicks just online. Everything's yep. just money driven and you know, it's okay for things to be money driven to a degree. But mm -hmm. when it gets to the point that it's just like, okay, we will do anything and we will say anything and we will distort anything to get a click or to make someone we don't like look bad or whatever. I've seen some stuff where it's just like, come on, like, you know, yeah. take, take a video clip and you're, you take a 20 minute video clip and you, you chop out like a 30 seconds, five second bits and put it in a 30 second video and make it sound like the person saying this crazy thing. And then you put out some like hot take tweet, say, yeah, it's like, come on guys. Like, what is this? You a-holes. Like, yeah. I just think, how dare you? Mm. Seriously? How dare you? And this is what's cool about the internet is there's people like yourself that I, I love your tweets. I think they're <laughs> awesome. You, you. you tell the truth. And yeah. even if I don't agree with you on every single point, it doesn't matter because yeah. Cool. He's saying something he thinks and he's standing behind it. Mm. Nope. You know, but people like us and the independents, we're the only people fighting back on that, really yeah. fighting back on it. Why are people so, I think maybe we've answered this because we've seen the consequences, but like, why are people so afraid to tell the truth? I mean, it, it's crazy. Um, I don't know. It, it's just weird. We, we live in this weird time in the modern Western world where mm -hmm. you're like supposed to have freedom of speech and people are supposed to be able to express themselves like technically. Yeah. But anytime I do an event or I'm online or just the DMs I receive where people are like, yeah, like, you know, I, like there are people who follow me, but I they won't, they won't, yeah. they won't like or retweet any of my tweets because they, or sometimes they won't even follow me because they're worried that someone else, some social justice warrior they work with will see, oh, they follow Zuby and Zuby once said that. And so yeah. like, they won't even interact with my stuff, but they'll DM me in private. And just, Isn't that cowardly? I think yeah, they're cowards. It, it annoys me. It does annoy me. Like in, yeah. one, in one sense, I'm like, okay, cool. I'm glad I'm voicing things that other people are feeling. Yeah. But at the same time, I'm a bit like, don't leave me to hang out to dry. Like if you feel the same way, like say something because uh -huh. they, can't, they can't shoot all of us. You know what I mean? Like, like if everyone else is like, well, yeah, no, I actually feel the same way then but it's true and i i really do feel like the pendulum is starting to come back it and is. if there is an upside of the coronavirus because i always try and find some kind of silver lining oh, yeah it's communities coming together that's awesome mm -hmm. and we're really seeing how manipulative the press is and yeah. i i can't think of anything worse to do to society as a whole than to lie to them when they're vulnerable in fear and looking for guidance and Absolutely. 
this was the time for the media to shine and really help us and be on our side. And they did the opposite. Yeah. And they day to day have chosen to do the opposite. So I think there's, there should be some ramifications. And if there yeah. isn't, troll them to death. <laughs> like not to literal death, but yeah, like troll them till they quit. Seriously. Mm. Uh, I remember Trump saying, you know, he wants to drain the swamp. And I was like, I didn't realize the swamp was the press. Mm. The, there's the people in politics. Sure, that's a yeah, different yeah. discussion, obviously, or a different direction. But sure. I think the main swamp is the media. That's what's yeah. really going on. When he said that the media is the enemy of the people, like people, some people flipped out on him for that. And I was like, yo, there is a huge, not a grain. <laughs> There's like a boulder of truth in that because- Bol It's the truth. You know, See, yeah. Mainstream media. I'm not talking like little gossip. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mainstream media pro promoted worldwide that I was fired from a feature film I've never been part of. I did see that, yeah. That didn't happen. Yeah. And they, it's not like they- tried to apologize it's not like whatever like it didn't happen mm. and they had no repercussions they didn't care so once i saw that they did it to me i'm like imagine what they do to people daily oh, you do know you, do you ever think like can you imagine like prior to the internet oh how, man how, you can't defend like, yourself how, how much yeah like how much stuff in his like how many historical people or whatever must have just been you know if they imagine if like the press gun for you back in like the 1960s and yeah. you have no, unless you yourself have some like special big platform or something, you have mm -hmm. no way to respond to that. Like they can, just, and everyone believes them. There's no skeptic, like there's not much skepticism. Everyone's yeah. it at face value. Oh, that's and, a bad person. Yeah. It's, it's, crazy. it's nuts. Yeah, yeah. You see how well propaganda works now. And mm -hmm. so imagine how well it works. I mean, it, it does explain a lot of like 20th century history. Cause it's like, okay, well you can see how like the propaganda really worked on people. Because it, yeah. it still works Even now. the witches. Go oh. back to witches. Witches were the hot chicks who liked crystals. And basically, <laughs> it's pretty much West Hollywood. So West Hollywood right now would be witches burn them. Yeah. So the fit women who the men were looking at who were hot and had their own practices or even didn't. And they burn them at the stake because they're evil and they're going to kill you. Like, yeah. we're silly. Society's really silly. So That's I'm really I'm glad saying. that it, it, I feel like the pendulum's going the other way. Ricky yeah, Gervais definitely. opened a can of worms. It was so fun. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't know if he opened it. I think, it, I think it was already, I think it was already open. But he's got such a big platform that he yeah. just kind of like was like, okay, let's go. Let's go. I think <laughs> you're right. I think doing it yeah. to their faces was a next level game. Like, yeah, that most, was pe fun. most people wouldn't have that opportunity, even if they'd like to. So yeah, I thought that was great. <laughs> it made yeah. me really happy. And um. So, I mean, one thing I have noticed that's been interesting, I saw you were, um, last year, I saw you were, did a, like Stephen Crowder, you were recently on the Candace Owens show. You're yeah. actually getting, um, you're getting embraced by the sort of more conservative leaning world. Um, that's so how, yeah, how is, how is that sort of, how has that happened? And what are your, what are your thoughts on that? This is, this is weird. I'm glad to talk to you about this. Okay. Um, I feel like this is the right place. So... I was always very a liberal kind of person. Mm -hmm. uh, even the well, Liberal Party of Canada is a bit different, but I was a liberal in Canada. And definitely I would say my values were more liberal. Mm. After seeing the way that I was personally treated uh, by liberals and then seeing how they actually are in their real life versus how they are into the public, into, on the internet, I was like, wait a minute, y'all yeah. are just lying. I'm at your parties. I'm in your homes. This isn't what you believe. This isn't what you think. Most of Hollywood's voting for Trump and lying about it because they like his tax policies. Mm -hmm. So they'll go on Oprah. They'll go on a different show and they'll just, oh yeah, his bad. Is what's popular to say this week? Publicist, tell me what to say. And I'm like, orange man bad. Orange, okay, orange, orange man bad. <laughs> go women. Pussy hat. Like yeah. I just, I was blown away at the hypocrisy of it all and just... No one had a backbone and it was really disappointing at first. And I started seeing, oh, wait a minute, these people over on this other side are liking that I tell the truth. Yeah. And even if I don't agree with them, they don't get mad at me. They're not going to can't attempt to cancel you or deplatform no. you or make sure you lose your livelihood or anything like that. Yeah. And yeah. what is more opposite of liberal than trying <laughs> to cancel people? Yeah. You know, they, they aren't even liberal anymore. Yeah. They're lying. It's, it's funny. And their free speech, like, 
I think I don't like to use the terms the left and the right because I think it's too I think <laughs> it's, it's too oversimplified. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's too oversimplified. Humans are more complicated than that. Definitely. But I think it's funny how being an actual liberal has now almost become a conservative position. Mm. Right? So like the free speech advocates are now like more right leaning. It's the it's the conservatives who don't, are like, no, like, you know, universities shouldn't be universities shouldn't be deplatforming speakers. Um, yeah. People shouldn't be being kicked off of social media because they said something that was unpopular. And it's like, it's the conservatives doing that. And it's the people yeah. who call themselves liberals who are like, no, ban that, censor that, deplatform that person, cancel that person. And it's like, that's the opposite of what you're supposed to stand for. So once I realized that, and you know, I'm new to America, uh, I got my visa, I was super proud of it, I've been living in America. When I realized that they are literally the opposite of what they say they are, and I noticed conservatives were standing for more of what I believed in, and my main platform, like I said, like what I would die on that sword is mm -hmm. truth and free speech. Yeah. Tell the truth and you can tell me your opinion. That's fine. Yeah. I can disagree, but you shouldn't die for it. You shouldn't be deplatformed. No. You shouldn't not be able to make a living. Yeah. Uh, even if you said something hateful or whatever, yeah. I still think we could spin you around. So I, I, when I saw that was the opposite and I would see someone like Steven Crowder and we've, we've, I've been on his show and we disagreed on something, yeah, yeah, sure, of course. but it's fine. And it's fine. Yeah. And even Candace Owens sometimes, oh man, I love when she goes on her rants, but <laughs> Some of the language she'll use, she probably doesn't like some of my colorful language, but yeah. some of the language she uses, I'm like, oh, that's, you're getting super Christian there, calling people evil and this <laughs> and that. I'm like, all right, Candace, that's your thing. Yeah, yeah. But I don't, I don't, I'm not mad at anybody for it. And I yeah. just, even the gun people, this was a freaking wake up call for me. Okay. I went on a podcast uh, about a year and a half ago. They were all former military, all of them. Mm -hmm. I walked into this place in Texas. There was guns all over the walls. <laughs> I'm from Canada. There was oh, open yeah. carrying. Yeah. Like they had a policy of uh, open dog policy and open gun policy in okay. this office. Nice. And I was like, this is the twilight zone. And I was like, okay, these are crazy people that like guns. <laughs> those are the first, those people, veterans, people who own guns would be the first people to run to help you. Oh, like, oh yeah, definitely. They were the opposite of everything I thought they were. Mm -hmm. And I'm okay saying that because I changed my mind. I'm cool with it. Like, yeah. I love learning. That's awesome. But thanks. These, these dudes and women were so, they were kind about this topic and they wanted to help me and educate me on it. And then I went to ranges and mm -hmm. I learned how to shoot properly and overcame my personal fear of that. Yeah. And now when something's going down, I feel like I could actually defend other people, mm -hmm. which is That's kind cool. of a cool feeling. That's cool. And yeah, I was yeah. okay to have I mean, my mind with, changed. With the, with the gun thing, it's funny because, um, I mean, obviously I'm from the UK, um, but I've, you know, I went to an American school, so I've always understood that aspect of the culture more. And I understand the second amendment very well. And I actually find myself defending it quite a lot here in the UK because so many people don't get it. Oh, wow. Uh, but the thing with guns is, um, you know, especially bigger ones like AR-15s and stuff. Like I was also in Texas last year. Fun um, to shoot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it's also, it's like, there's the emotional side and it's understandable. Like when you first see, or you let alone pick up one of these things, you, like there's an em very emotional, even as a guy, right? Like I can't imagine as a woman, but as a guy, there's like a, whoa, like this is kind of scary. Like this is, this thing is kind of scary looking. Yeah. Um, but then when you actually like learn how to use it and do everything, you're like, okay, it's a, it, it becomes a tool. You it's know? a tool. Okay. It's a, it's a yeah. tool. Like, it's a lethal tool, but it's a, it's a tool. Right. And mm -hmm. it's not going to jump up on itself and start, firing around the place. Mm -hmm. So I think um, that's why I think with, with stuff, probably not just guns, but anything, it's useful for people to kind of go and experience it themselves. Because mm -hmm. then at least you know, firstly, you know what you're talking about and you're not saying ridiculous things like people so tend the, to in these. All these right. celebrities that are so against guns have armed security guards. Oh, of course. So And border walls. Yeah, and border walls and gated <laughs> communities. <laughs> Yeah, you're a gated community, but you're still against the wall. You're trying to keep out Mexicans. That's what this is for. If you have a gated community in LA, yeah, they're, they're just the opposite of all of it. It's, mm. it's so strange to see the hypocrisy. It's just a very strange thing. And it's strange for me to see companies and brands moving around their money mm. to these very hypocritical people. I've seen just with the coronavirus, all of all 100% of the people, celebrities that I saw in the stay safe, stay home campaign have been out 
and they're out <laughs> shooting and they've, I, I put it in my last video on yeah. Instagram and I saw it today. So Amrita, is that, I think, I don't, I don't supermodel, know. I think that's how you pronounce her name, Amrita. Uh, she had tiny little baby lips like two days ago. Yeah. She has giant lips today and she has injection uh, bruises all over it. Where the heck did you, did, did you do your own lip injections in the last day? Really? Yeah. You're in New York city, the most affected place. And you're making posts, stay home, stay safe. You didn't, mm. you know, you can't social distance when someone's putting an injection in your lip, you're lying and she's not going to lose any brands from it. It's oh no, like, of course not. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. So, I mean, when you were, when you were kind of growing up and I guess even like your friends and your family background and stuff, was it like, were you mostly surrounded by more liberal people in general or was it even, more balanced? I didn't you just even don't, know what that meant. You just, okay. You just didn't yeah, think about it. Yeah. We were just people. Like yeah, sure. I had a very immigrant heavy upbringing. Mm -hmm. Most people around were Italians. Okay. The second biggest population of Italians other than Italy is my hometown. Oh, re really? Yeah. Like, like literally? Our sister city is Sicily, I believe. Okay. Yeah. Like there was so many Italians and I was the minority and okay. there was myself, my family who were just like, oh, we're just kind of white. <laughs> we're just like, <laughs> we're European mutts. We've got a little yeah. bit of everything and a couple of Polish friends and a couple of Filipinos and mm. the Jamaicans and the Trinis. And we were like our little crew, but none of us even discussed that. It just, was, just it wasn't was just, a thing. Yeah. We're just people. Yeah, you know? sure. Yeah. No, I do. I think it would be great if people could think about that more you know things are things just get so i do think hopefully I, I, it's, it's, I think it's wishful thinking i was gonna say i was hoping that with this whole situation going on now mm. that like the hardcore political partisanship would like kind of chill out a little bit and people would just be like okay like this is my neighbor this is my friend this is so and so not you know this is a blue team red team red team blue team like i think you know? it kind of is is it from what i've seen online okay. so I don't like, I still, I'm not like, I'm part of red team. I'm yeah, part yeah, of blue yeah, team. Sure. I'm like, I am purple pill all the way because I want to make informed decisions on each topic individually forever. Sure. Like that's who I am. As you should, as you should. Thanks. And yeah. then if one, whatever, when I get to vote in America, yeah. we'll, we'll see what happens. Um, so I do see people kind of softening a little bit. Not okay. On Twitter, people are like, rah, rah. <laughs> <Not> on Twitter, <laughs> on Twitter I, I'm sure I see them like I'm yelling all the time too, but I'm smiling and giggling while I post. Yeah. But I, what I've been seeing is people are kind of being like, okay, this is getting ridiculous. Like, shut mm. up. There's mm. other things to worry about right yeah. now. None of which are what you're doing. Yep. And I just, I can't with AOC anymore. I can't with the squad. <laughs> shut up. <laughs> shut up. You guys aren't educated enough to be acting like you are. I think it's unfortunate to do that because when you act like you have all the answers and you're not willing to say you don't, mm. you're never going to learn. And then you're teaching the people around you that you always have to pretend you know what you're talking about, yep. but you don't. Yep. It would have been great if she came in as a bartender and said, Hey, I don't know all these things, but I'm learning. And as I learn, I'm going to teach you too. Yeah. But she didn't. She pretended yeah. she knew everything right away. A, a danger sign to me of someone is someone who can't say, I don't know. Like someone who has Ugh. an opinion on absolutely everything. Like, you know, I'm pretty opinionated, but any opinion <laughs> that I'm, any opinion I'm bold enough to like put out there, trust me, I can defend it. You know, like I've thought about it. I've thought about the other side. I've thought about, I'm not just like randomly like plucking this out the sky and going, boom, like this is what I think. Yeah. Um, but most things, I don't know. Like most things, <laughs> I don't know. Even the things that yeah, I, I don't believe. know how you groom that beard. I have no idea. <laughs> I like there's a shape to it, but I don't. Is that like a straight razor? Thing? I, I, don't, I don't. I haven't done much with it to be honest. This is mostly just kind of how it grows. Well, that's just natural. Look at you grow. <laughs> mostly, mostly. When Good you're a strong, you. when you're a strong black woman like me. <laughs> high testosterone. Yeah. How? What was that like? Doing <laughs> the weightlifting. Oh, I got a kick out of that. I was like, who is this dude? You're crazy. What was that? How'd you decide to do that? I know this is your show. I don't care. I'm asking questions. <laughs> no, that's, that's all good. Go with the flow. What are you drinking? Flow water. Oh, it's water. Okay. Water. All right. For a second, I thought you were like drinking a carton of milk. I was just like, wow. I thought you were going to say wine. I'm like, because I'm a white girl. <laughs> oh, no. Because <laughs> I'm a blonde white girl that looks like I should be at home with a husband that's really rich but ugly. Yeah, <laughs> I do. And in an unhappy marriage, unfulfilled in every way. Tell oh. me more about your weightlifting. What, what would you like to know, Nicole? How did you decide to do that? Okay. Um, so the video already existed. 
the video, okay. and the video, funnily enough, the video was already online. It was just like, it was one of my training sessions, just as a clip. <laughs> just and, shoulder. Yeah. And, um, I'd, I'd, uh, yeah, I just gone to the gym in the morning and, um, I came back and I was looking at, I was looking at Twitter and I saw in one day I saw, I just kept seeing multiple stories on my timeline about, uh, biological males identifying as women and beating women in their own sports. I think I saw one story from huh. college wrestling. I saw one story about um, an athletics event in the U.S. where like the runners in first and second place were both boys. Um, the- <laughs> I'm going to go donate sperm. That's <laughs> <laughs> with them. Like, Sorry, you know, and, and, and in prior years, you know, I'd seen this, I'd seen little things here and there about this. You know, I saw an MMA, the Fallon Fox situation and all that. And uh. I was like, I just saw enough. And I was like, out of curiosity, I was just like, I wonder what the British women's um, powerlifting records are, like in my weight class. And so I just Googled them and I was like, oh, I can smoke these. <laughs> and then I was like, oh, wait, actually, let me, let me. Okay, find- that's kind of rude. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> and I already had on my phone, like some of my trips, clips from my training, including that video uh, where I'm not even maxing out. But how do you, like- how do you decide that you want to pick things up, put things down, pick things up, put things down? Like- oh. Like, how'd that how, did I, how did I get into going to the gym? No, just like the powerlifting. Oh, like it okay. just wouldn't occur to me to like, there's a heavy thing. Let's pick it up and put it back down. <laughs> Let's do it again. Videotape it. Put it on the internet. Yeah. Um, on well, my I started training because I used to play rugby. So that's when I okay. first like got Bash into training. Bashing to people. And, you know, to be getting, able to pick things up. Exactly. It's better to be the down. one dishing out the damage rather than receiving it. So right. picking things up and putting things down is a, is a part of that helps so, you um, yeah yeah so i don't compete in powerlifting which is part of why the video is even funnier because i'm not even like a, <laughs> i'm not a competitive powerlifter i am strong obviously i'm not like i'm not like the average strength guy yeah it was just like so i so i literally took that and i tweeted that just like i tweet anything else i wasn't thinking like you know this is my home run moment it was just <laughs> like oh you know i keep hearing about how biological men have no strength advantage over women in 2019 so watch me destroy the British women's deadlift record without trying. P.S. I identified as a woman while lifting the weight. Don't be a bigot. Right? That was it. Nine seconds. It. <laughs> just nine seconds. And I, I just tweeted it. Within like 15 seconds, I was like, uh-oh, something's happening. Within a minute, <laughs> it had like 100 retweets. And it was just like, the, num- the numbers were just, it was just ticking upwards. And I was like, whoa, I, this, I haven't, because when I tweeted it, I had 19,000 followers. Awesome. Right? And it just, the numbers just went up. And within an hour, I think the video had 50,000 views. And it just kept going. And, it, it, and people started commenting in different languages. I was seeing comments in like Japanese and Arabic. And so it was like going viral. I was seeing it going viral in different countries. And it just kept That's going. So good. By the time I went to bed, it was on like 350,000 views. I wake up in the morning, it's over half a million. It just kept going and going. It was getting retweeted by huge people. It was like, Ann Coulter retweeted this. Uh, Piers Morgan retweeted this. I love Piers. <laughs> I love him. <laughs> Big going, fan. Yeah. So yeah. I, just, I just started, to, it just kept going. And this, this went on for days. Like It just went on for days and days. And I was just like, oh my gosh. And then the media started reaching out to me. Like BBC were calling me and like, you know, Sunday Times and Fox News. And it just, it went crazy. And then actually it, it had started to sort of like calm down a little bit. And then um, Joe Rogan saw it. And so oh, yeah. Joe Rogan talked about it. So I woke up one morning and uh, my phone's like going ham. Like my phone is going crazy. And people, I, I, I was like, oh, Joe Rogan just <laughs> shouted you out. Joe Rogan just, I was like, wait, what? And then I go, I go uh, and I watch his like most recent episode. He's a god for you mythical people (laughs) that pick things up and put things down, right? Like, isn't he your leader? Joe Joe, Joe Rogan, yeah, he's Oprah for men. I didn't Um, mean to put my hand like this when I said leader. I didn't. I'm sorry. I apologize for that. Nicole's getting canceled again. Um, Yeah, I can't. It doesn't work. Um, So, yeah, so I saw this. And in the video, I don't know if you've seen that clip where he's talking about. Yeah, okay. And so he was like, who is this? He's like, you know, shout out to Zuby. I'm going to follow him on Twitter right now. Um, so I was like spazzing. I was like, yo, this is huge. And like my thing just spiked again. Like I just gained all these followers and everyone was just there (laughs) and it just kept, it just kept going. And what what was cool is because, I mean, as as you see, you know, people go viral on Twitter all the time, Mm -hmm. but normally the post goes viral, but the person doesn't. In my case, I, I went viral. Like people, (laughs) Because people saw that there was more to me than this Exactly, because you could back it up. Yeah, yeah, people were like, oh, okay, this guy's a rapper. Oh, he's kind of dope. Oh, cool, he's got a podcast. Oh, cool, he yeah. does this, he does that. Oh, he's got some interesting, like, 
socio-political views and he's kind of funny and whatever. Ooh, ooh, so a lot kind of, of funny. <laughs> that <laughs> so, was humble. <laughs> so people discovered me through that and then lots of people stuck around. So that's why, you know, now I've just got a much bigger audience. So, so many of those people initially discovered mm -hmm. me through that, but then they discovered my like real work behind it. Um, and it was crazy. You know, I obviously I ended up doing Joe Rogan's show and a whole bunch of other huge podcasts. Um, I, you know, I got invited to the White House twice last year. Um, I got invited to the Pentagon and all of that. The catalyst for it was that yeah. nine second video. Like oh, when I was awesome. traveling through the States, I was asking people, you know, when I was meeting all these people, I was like, okay, like, how did you first hear about me? And like so many people are like, yeah, that deadlift. A hundred percent. hundred percent. Now, how cool is it? And how funny is it that you just talked about all these cool things you did? You weren't like, you didn't seem to me as hyped about being on BBC or Fox as you were about being on Joe Rogan's podcast That's and true. cool podcasts That's because true. the power of the media has shifted. And I believe that you're, you're included in that shift. Like you're on that side now that is the media of the good guys mm. it's cool i think that's cool thank you thank yeah you. you you've become that now i think it's awesome so i need to stop saying bad things about the media no you can because you're, <laughs> you're like the you're like the anti-media like anti like think of that poster from the last marvel you know when the two sides are coming at each other yeah. that's what i think we're coming to now it's like yeah. end game do you know what? It's like in the UK, to be fair, in the UK, the media is like a lot better than it is in the US. BBC and I got in a fight twice. Really? Oh, wow. Oh, wow. yeah. I debated. This was, this was funny. I'll send you the link. So the first time I went into the BBC, they said they wanted to talk to me. Same thing about females in comedy and double standards in comedy because mm -hmm. I can't take credit and pretend I'm the first comedian of all time to talk about fat people. That's ridiculous. Uh, there's been a, you know, it's yeah. whatever. <laughs> These weren't brand new ideas. I just yeah. said it in a different way. And the guys never caught heat for it ever, no matter what they look like. That's true. So that, that's what we're going to talk about. Nope. They gave me a debater, not, not a, and oh. they told me I had an entertainment <laughs> news reporter. They gave me a debater and oh, I was boy. just like, Oh, he, he doesn't know. I, I worked in politics and I've been media trained and like hardcore for this kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. We went toe to toe for an hour and a half until he got so frustrated that he couldn't get me that he's like, you're a worthy opponent. I'm like, I know. And shook his hand. Yeah. <laughs> like he was mad. He, they thought I was some stupid little blonde girl that they were just going to roast. Yeah. And then the second time was, oh, I guess only a year ago, there was a BBC documentary being made or an audio documentary about obesity mm -hmm. and I knew better by this time I'm like no 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 this is a <laughs> setup I brought my own camera crew okay. so they couldn't edit me so that I had all the footage they didn't even know I was recording because I was in a separate studio than they were in the UK I was in the US mm -hmm. I recorded the whole thing and then I roasted this chick because she didn't know her facts she didn't know what she was talking about when I would ask her things and even when I told her, I'm like, you know, you said you have a daughter. What is your legacy here? Your legacy can either be telling the truth and helping save people's lives, or it can be pandering to a couple extra listens, a couple extra views, maybe right now. Yeah. So you, you have to decide your legacy before you put this out and see how you're going to edit this. And mm -hmm. I crushed her in our talk. <laughs> of course, when this came out, they edited little parts, half, half of my sentences together. And I was like, you sure? I'm going to give you one opportunity to fix this. <laughs> And they didn't fix it. So I yeah, put the whole thing really. out. A couple million people watched it. More people watched mine than watched hers. That's funny. So yeah, it was really fun. It's, it's really interesting. You know, like um, I'm, you know this, I am no fan of political correctness. And it's funny <laughs> huh? because I'm a, like, I don't even cuss, right? Like I'm. I noticed. Is that yeah. a religious thing? No, it's just how I was raised. All right. Yeah. Just no one in my family cusses. And like no one um and i don't in my music i don't in real life like it's it's yeah it's, it's not like a huge virtue signal like look at me i don't cuss it's just it's not there like i don't do yeah. it um a bit like drinking i don't drink either I'm not mm. religious i just don't um and it's funny because a lot of people think like i'm anti-political correct like when someone is opposes political correctness so many people think it's like oh you just want to like say horrible things or you just want to be able to say what I, or you want it's like no the I actually think we've reached a stage where political correctness is actually dangerous. It is. I think it's dangerous because it's just censorship. it prevents people from speaking honestly about things that do matter. Okay. Mm -hmm. 
if you're trying to talk about, um, if you're trying to talk about, you were just mentioning obesity. Okay. If we want to have an honest conversation about obesity and people's health and people's lives being put at risk and stuff, you can't, you can't PC around that. Okay. Like if you're mm-hmm. going to make it impossible, like my dad, my dad's a medical doctor and they have political correct guidelines. Like they're not even supposed to doctors are not supposed to even use the term obesity in certain situations, right? They're supposed That's to say so high BMI, stupid. right? They're no longer supposed to refer to old people as geriatric patients because geriatric Why? might, right? They're supposed to say elderly patients because geriatric might be in. And it's like, look, you are your doctors, right? It's the same with like all this gender stuff. It's like, look, if you're going to hospital, they need to know what, what sex you are, right? You not, got a dick or not? Not, not this non-binary, yeah. like, there are different, if you get coronavirus, you're more at risk if you're a man. Okay. So we need to know, are you <laughs> right? You got, I'm are, offended at you asking. <laughs> okay. Well, you go die in that corner. I'm going to go treat you know, the, you know, the people who like, deserve to okay, still be Do here. we need to worry about breast cancer or prostate cancer? Like which one are, you know, like all of this stuff. That and then, question's offensive. <laughs> and then even if you're talking about like, I don't know, certain issues like regarding crime or something, and you want to have a conversation about um, the effect of broken homes or fatherless homes or whatever. And someone's like, oh, that's rude. That's offensive to single mothers. Or, and it's like, look, if we're trying to actually talk about, we're trying to talk about the, the situation here, right? What you just said, yeah. I've, I've spoken about that multiple times. And every single time I'm told you're white, shut up, Becky. You're not allowed to talk about this subject. Wow. Yeah. Every time. And I, I'm called a racist and I'm called and I'm like, well, no, I'm literally just looking at stats yeah. and broken homes in a certain type of people are leading to these economic differences are leading to more of these kids. Like I believe that slavery just turned into privatized jails. That's mm-hmm. my take on it. Mm-hmm. And the only way to change that is to have more solid family units, yes. men, little boys who have men to look up to. Yes. And I don't think there's anything racist about saying of, that. Of course there isn't. Yeah. In, in, fact, to me, <laughs> in fact, to me, it's almost the opposite. I, I'm, I'm saying this. Go like, on. Right? Okay, no. Because look, I am, needless to say, I am a black man. Um, and I'm not someone who ever uses the speaking as a black man kind of thing, right? But <laughs> in this case, legitimately, like speaking, speaking, as, a speaking as a black man, if we're going to address certain issues and you're actually genuinely, if you are genuinely worried about young black men in Baltimore or Chicago getting shot up or in London getting stabbed up or whatever, mm-hmm. if you are genuinely concerned about that, then we need to address this head on. Mm-hmm. You see what I mean, right? We, we need to talk about the facts here, right? Don't, we don't, we don't want to be sugarcoating and politically correct policing and making sure we don't offend any, because if you do that, you're going to miss talking about the core issues. And okay? you won't fix it. No, and you won't fix it. So I find, so to me, that's what I mean when I say it's the opposite. It's like, look, you might think you're being the good guy and the nice guy by playing this, playing this game and trying to like tiptoe around everything, but you are preventing this from being solved. Okay. Mm-hmm. So di- indirectly, this you're is going to keep, guy. yeah, right. Yeah. You're, this is going to keep on. And so many people don't get my line of thinking on this. It's like, you're going to keep this is going to keep perpetuating because you are refusing to be honest, right? Those if people you, to we, me are selfish. Yeah, That's you're selfish. not selfish. Yeah, when people say that and it's like, oh, well, you know, you're, I'm like, no, you're not actually helping, right? The, yeah. the people who are telling the truth, right? If you've got someone who weighs 500 pounds and you have one person who is willing to give that tough love and be like, look, you are putting yourself at massive risk here. You need to lose weight. You must exercise. You must change your diet. Okay. Some people will be like, oh, that's mean. That's not kind. That's whatever. And mm-hmm. then someone else is like, oh, you know, you're beautiful just as you are. Lies. Society, society needs to like change its perception on be- In the long term, that person might end up dying and you're going to be, you're at fault because you didn't want to tell the truth. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yep. And Mr. Zuby, people- I have like, I have to, I have to tell you this. I have probably a hundred thousand Letters from people saying thank you that okay. they've lost weight from around the world because of my video. And wow. it was the kick in the butt that they needed. Yes. And that's how some people need it is the direct talk and being funny. And some people don't. So if you yeah. don't want that, then don't listen to it. Didn't mean that- to, to cut you off there, but that's what you made me think of is that. No, that's all good. People who are like, that's offensive and wrong and you're bad and how dare you. And a guy even came forward and pretended he was the guy sitting beside me on the plane. 
in the bit that oh, okay. I made up. Oh, I made oh. that bit up. Okay. That wasn't real. No, no, that was real. Oh, are you? So what, what flight were we on, oh sir? God. Show me a ticket. He went on the, in the press and they like yeah. did stories on him. Oh my gosh. Yeah. There was no such thing ever happened, but people were like, that, that's, you're mean, you're a mean person. Uh, yeah. Well, I have a hundred, 100,000 people. So if that was the legacy of my life, that's cool. I'm cool with it. You know? Awesome. Yeah. Nicole. Yeah. Where can people find you online? They can find me on Instagram at letter I, letter B, Nicole Arbor. Facebook is Nicole Arbor fans. Twitter is Nicole Arbor, A-R-B-O-U-R, Canadian styles. And my podcast is coming out and I'd love to have you on the Arbor effect. You can subscribe now. Holler at me. I will. Nicole, (laughs) thank you so much for coming on the show. It's been great talking to you. Thanks for having me. Good team. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.